Good morning. morning. All right, Psalm 23. The psalm starts with the Lord is my shepherd. This is the picture that David was most familiar with, a picture closest to his heart. King David was always a shepherd at heart, and this picture um, of God providing for him must have really resonated with him at a really deep level. And, you know, I have a hard time coming up with an equally personal example, um, coach, teacher. I mean, none, none of what we see in everyday life uh, seems to resonate very strongly with me. But one thing that does help me connect with this more is this other dimension of what David's expressing, a king. Um, a king is referred to as a shepherd over his people during that time. So the Lord is my shepherd is also an expression of absolute loyalty on the part of David. So that I can understand. So the Lord is my shepherd. When he, when King David says that, he means I owe, I owe my complete allegiance to the Lord. He rules over me and I seek his kingdom. So how does it help me understand I shall not want? Well, Jesus says in Matthew 6.33, seek first his kingdom. And then what he says, these things will be added to you, which sounds really uh, a lot like you shall not want. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Mm. So, you know, God, he's um, our shepherd. And then that means that um, we are his sheep. So in Philip Keller's book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, he says it is almost impossible for them to be made to lie down unless four requirements are met. Owing to their timidity, timidity, they refuse to lie down unless they are free of all fear. Because of their social behavior within a flock, sheep will not lie down unless they are free from friction with others of their kind. If tormented by flies or parasites, sheep will not lie down. Only when free from these pests can they relax. And lastly, sheep will not lie down as long as they feel in need of finding food. They must be free from hunger. So Jesus says he, uh, he is the good shepherd. And that means that he's going to provide for all my needs so that I won't be in want. I won't be in need um, so that I can rest. And he makes me lie down in the right places. That means that I have to be made to lie down, to rest, to trust that I can be at peace instead of fretting. So I was thinking about how there are green pastures that our Good Shepherd wants us to lay down in, but we often just don't know how to do that. And those green pastures, you know, um, I think in our context, maybe they are um, the people of God that, that He's placed in our life, or it could be the Word of God. Um, but rather than resting in the relationships, in being known, or in God's Word, we often look to being either productive or the other extreme of wanting to shake off all obligations or stress to find rest. But you know, I think as many of us have experienced, that kind of rest is always elusive. And then it says here, He leads me beside still waters and restores my soul. And I was thinking about how often people, like sheep, we just don't follow. We think that there are more exciting places, or we don't want to leave the comfort of a known bad situation for an unknown, even if it might be better. Following our shepherd, though, will only lead to peace and to life-giving water, but we often insist on our own sources of water that are muddied and contaminated, that kind of seem to keep us alive but also make us sick. So we keep looking to contaminated sources to feed our soul, but really only the shepherd can restore our souls. So if you're feeling sick, perhaps sick in heart or sick in soul, something is just not right, not at peace. Rather than trying to remedy it with con contaminated sources, 
whether those sources are distraction, entertainment, work, achievement, pleasure, whatever, um, maybe what you need is a drink of the living water that only our Good Shepherd can give. Perhaps it's time for you to seek Jesus, listening to his words of life, and um, allow him to restore mm. your soul. Yeah. And you know, in verse 4, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. For that one, I was thinking about a story that I often tell related to this. You know, I was driving one time, and out of the corner of my eye, I, I caught something move. You know, it was, it was moving on the passenger seat, and I, it was pretty big. You know, I looked over, and I was startled by this huge spider, except it wasn't a spider. It was a shadow cast by a little spider on the windshield. And, you know, I think that's pretty much how we experience death. It looms so large. But perhaps the anxiety and apprehension that we feel thinking about death is energy wasted, considering that Christ has won the victory over death, right? So not that we should have a cavalier, irresponsible attitude about it, but, you know, part of what it means to be Christian is that we have a very different outlook on death. So, you know, as I was reading that, I was really feeling a, a lot of comfort from it. So, all right. So I just hope that um, this will help you today and that uh, you'll be able to have a, a wonderful day. See you again have later. Have a good day. Bye.